In a world of magic, mythical heroes, savage beasts, and servants of the dark powers, one couple will regale us of the tales of their journeys through the mortal realms. Coming this season to a path of glory near you, this is the Dudes of Sigmar. Welcome to the Dudes of Sigmar. I'm Damon. And I'm Roma. Hey dude, can we chat? Can we chat from the traditional territories of the Clayt Lake today? You bet we can. What are we going to chat about tonight? We have a special guest today. Someone who has been mentioned in all of our podcasts. Someone who we've named some podcasts after. And I will let him introduce himself. Uh, I'm Ray, or Raymond, but I go by Ray most of the time. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, you guys talk about me way too much on this podcast. <laughs> well, you're one of our favorites, and we'll just... Um, Start chatting with Ray, finding out what have you been up to and how did you come about? How did we get his name? What, what's the low hanging fruit? Yes. Uh, I think it was a completely uh, after we played our first game. Yeah. Yeah. It was after our first game. And then there was, no, it was our second game because uh, it was something you'd mentioned on the podcast earlier where you just kept picking me to play as an opponent for a while and you just sort of made the comment there. And, uh, it just kind of took off after that. It stuck, yeah. I think I totally remember. It was when I asked, reached out to David so we could play. And you said, well, I just reach out to people like Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So maybe, maybe a touch unfair. Uh, Ray, so like, I've only really gotten to know you in, since the last couple months. Yeah. I think previously we had known each other just briefly more through actually SCA than Warhammer itself. Um, like I, you were in SCA very briefly. Um, like I came up here with Conan one time and I think we talked about, uh, bucket building and doing like the forging and stuff for that. Oh. Um, and yeah, I've been to like only one SCA event, uh, overall. So like I wasn't huge into that group, but I think that's where me and you actually first met. That's, so I totally didn't know that. that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you named that podcast? Do you listen to your podcast? Dude, seriously. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, Ray, what have what has your experience been like playing with Damon? And I just wanna let everyone know. <laughs> I just wanna throw it out there that Ray has been team Damon from the get-go. So just just, you know, some support for Damon. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, just Damon's personality and play style, I definitely match with quite a bit. Um, as much as like Conan said, if we were fundamentally different people, I don't think fundamentally we are different people. <laughs> um, and that kind of just draws us together and it makes it fun. And for me, it was just like listening to the podcast to be like, well, Damon does these 24 hour bands and he does that. I don't think we've ever had that issue after a game. Nope. Um, and that was just kind of. I don't know, the draw to me is Conan's like, well, you're going to go on a band. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. It's like, I don't, I don't think you understand. I don't care about winning. I don't care about losing. I care about having fun in the game, and I'm going to make Damon have fun in the game. And it's true. Damon has spoken to Ray after every game. I'm not entirely sure I appreciate Conan warning people about the band ahead of time. <laughs> you dirtbag. Yeah, Conan, you, you dirtbag. Um... Yeah, no, I that uh, that first game we played, uh, and you didn't have all the trees yet. 
Oh, that was the one where I popped that spawn into your. That's uh, right into the goss. That was yeah, yeah. I got stomped by some trees and messed up pretty bad. But that was that's when I fell in love. Like I liked the idea of turning things into spawn, and when that gossman turned into a spawn, I'm like, yes, it it's, works. It's so much fun. I mean, all the janky or goofy things like that that happen in the game are what make it fun. It's it's not just I roll stats, you roll stats, remove the models off. It's no, I'm going to do this. You're going to do what? I'm doing this. No, no, you can't do that. No, I'm doing that. Now your archers are all dead because they have a chicken in the middle of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that chubby little chicken. <laughs> so have you changed your list since you've been playing? Uh, like I, since when you p- play Damon with your... Definitely. Like I started with... Uh, a vastly different list than what I play now. Um, a lot of it when I started out, uh, when I first started, I actually played cities for a little bit just because I had a whole bunch of old world models. It was easy to convert them over on the bases. Um, and then I'd always liked um, wood elves in fantasy and sort of moving into the tree men going into AOS. Um, so I started collecting them. A whole bunch of people in town were getting rid of box sets for super cheap. So it was just easy to invest into. And I had some wood elf stuff left over from old world. Um, So I started definitely with more of a list of what I had, um, but then I started reading into the book, and when I realized I could take seven tree men, and I had seven tree men, that just became the list. And your painting is beautiful. Like, your army looks beautiful. uh, And you do a lot of printing as well. You print us tokens. Oh, my gosh. Ray is just so generous. It's almost like every time he comes, he brings us special tokens. And and you're printing some amazing terrain for prizes for the tournament coming up in August. Yes. For anybody who didn't catch that, up in Northern Wastes in August here, we are doing a display board contest. And the winner of that contest will be receiving a fully painted displayed terrain set. Um, it's going to be a dragon skeleton, and I think there's between like eight to eleven pieces for it that touch the board. It is beautiful. Painted? Yeah. So I mean, uh, I'm not great about getting around to my own stuff for sure. When I do paint it, I definitely take the time to make it look nice. As much as Justin likes to rag on me uh, <laughs> for having played the game in general for. 18 years in games workshops various different games i've definitely painted less than i've owned for sure um (laughs) but i prefer art projects absolutely more and i'm definitely more motivated to work on art projects than i am my own stuff most of the time wow that's amazing you're amazing that's that's excellent um i just want to touch on i pulled a ray so everyone, oh, so what's going on, dude? No, oh, I see. Way. Okay, okay. You were kind of distracting me for a second there. Anyways, okay. <laughs> and it's still right next to your face. Okay, how there about right go. there? Yeah. All right, so we're good. <laughs> so I'm not in and out with the mic. Um, so several times in my games, people have said, you pulled a ray. So <laughs> I think we should just back up and, and let everyone know what pull array is. I think there might be a few different pull arrays. There's, there's definitely a couple. Um, so I think it's been mentioned on the podcast before where I lost three rounds in one game in a tournament. And to elaborate more on that, so what had happened is I was playing a new army. I thought I understood the army. I was wrong. <laughs> I took the first turn. I moved. And Conan looks at the cross table. He's like, you know what that army does, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the thing with the it. He's like, okay, let me show you some. And it was 10 minutes into the first round, and that was it. That was the game. I'd lost everything. He's like, do you want to set up and try again? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I understand this this time. Let's do it again. 
So the second time, I don't do it the first turn. I do it the second turn. He's like, you just did. I was like, no, I didn't. It's, it's different this time. He's like, okay. So it goes, and I think that was 15 minutes. So we're 25 <laughs> minutes into an hour and a half round game. And he's like, we're not doing this. Those first two games didn't count. We're doing this the third time. And the third time in the third game, we set up, and I immediately do the same thing again. He's like, I'm over it. I'm done. You you can learn the hard way. And he just goes, does it? I'm like, yep. I fully understand this army. And I played the army the same way for the rest of the day. I didn't lose that many games after that, but uh, it wasn't good. And I definitely put the models away afterwards. <laughs> um, the other one that uh, is more common that I do is I will do something for fun over tactical advantage. So if I look at a situation and say, it would be fun to send my General Durthu into, I don't know, an indestructible trog. That's your general. And kill your general on the first turn. And I whiff six dice, get six ones. Oh, Nothing happens. no. There is no tactical bonus to that whatsoever. It was just the fun of, I can kill your general on the first turn. Mm, not so much. I, I think about that. And I think when when we coined a pulled array was when you shot the the one model. I think it was a, it was a spawn sitting on the objective. <clears> and you needed to get on that objective. And you were going to charge it, but instead you shot it and killed it and screwed yourself out of the points. Yes. So that is uh, that is the third pulling the ray where I will pull defeat from the clutches of victory. <laughs> <laughs> and another one touching on the general is that this one's mine. When you like to soften up the, the model you're going to kill, but then you end up killing it. Yeah. I, I've done that a few times. I'm like, you know what? I'll just soften them up with Krondus. Well, that's the time I roll a six. And then I roll D6 mortal wounds and I, move, I roll another six. <laughs> so that's when I've pulled away a few times. So, Ray, what's your history with the game? Let's, um, this is like the classic podcast question. How did you get started? Uh, I actually got started from the book series Gotrick and Felix back in Old World Fantasy. Uh, my friend had a couple of those books and I just read those and they were great books. And then his older brother's like, you know, there's a game that goes along with that. I was like, what? So he pulls out all of his models and that was Old World Fantasy. Um, and I was 13 at the time. Uh, so he started collecting there. And then, I mean, same as every other kid that starts that young, I had birthdays and Christmas where I got sort of small model bits that I could build up. Um, and then from there, after I graduated, it was credit card debt immediately. <laughs> um, and it was just, oh, just every army I could get my hands on. And at that point, I had entered into uh, the armory at the time, which was downtown. And I walked into Conan and Al playing War Machine. And Al is this big guy like 6'2 uh built like a brick house and just this big colored mohawk on his head i'm like what the hell <laughs> and then i see conan sitting across from him and they're playing and they just start there's nobody else in the store and they just start screaming and yelling and i'm like what the hell's going on so i go over there and i sit and i watch the game and i don't even know what happened afterwards but conan just sort of started talking to me and by the end i had picked up a box set for the game walked out and went home to play with my friend um on the way out though there's a tournament listing for fantasy and from there like i just came back for the tournament um got to know a whole bunch of guys in the community from there and i think we all went out for dinner after that um and then conan's just sort of kept me around since uh, <laughs> uh, i definitely connor the gatekeeper <laughs> <laughs> um after 
a little bit of playing there. Um, I had kids, so I put the game away for a little bit. Um, I missed the last edition of Fantasy when they blew it up. I never got to play any of that. And then I got into 40K for a little bit, which, I mean, you can just see the community difference. There's nothing bad that I'd say about the game or the people in general, but the community is different and I'm not a competitive person. Um, so then when Connie introduced me back to AOS and I seen the community difference and what got me was LVO actually. It was watching you guys at LVO and everything that went on there and the AOS community there and just how excited they were. I'm like, I want to be a part of that. And then Connie's like, we have that here. And I'm like, where? So he introduced me to the community and I guess the last eight to 10 months have been history after that. It's um, That's really cool to hear that. Wow, I didn't know. Um, we've talked about it before. I think it's worth mentioning again, just what a great group we have here. And it's like, it keeps getting bigger every day. I don't know how many people are in our local chat now, but oh, it's, it's gotta be massive. 20? Oh, it's more than that. I think we're like 40. Are you really? I'm pretty sure. Like we've got 40 plus people in our community group. I chat. can't even keep track of the chats that are going on. <laughs> I mean, just active people that talk in the chat. We probably have 20 to 25 active people. And then past that, I think we've got another 20 people on the chat. Holy sh! That's amazing! Wow! Oh my goodness! So, have you decided what you're going to play for the tournament in August? Yeah, if you own seven tree men, you take seven tree okay, men. Okay, you're. you're <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Damon is drinking a latte and is coming out of his nose. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been working on a few different projects, like for Path to Glory. Um, I tried playing my trees for that. I didn't enjoy it from a narrative aspect, so I came up with like the city shadow pirates kind of thing, and I'm definitely enjoying that. I've been working on those models, but for more competitive tournaments, I definitely play my tree men better, um, and I enjoy playing with less models and still having that tactical advantage for sure, so I'm going to enjoy stomping Damon down in that tournament. Fuck seven tree men. I can't. <laughs> That's going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> fight last, uh, get shot, fight and fade. Oh my. Uh, yeah, yeah, fight and fade is brutal. Yeah, that's strike and fade. I've got Drika in there, so she's got either 20 shooting attacks or 20 melee attacks in a turn. Uh, I've got my regular really? 20? 20, yeah. She's got 20? Yeah. Son she gets 10 attacks base, and then once per turn, you can pick either her ranged or her melee attack at the start of the turn, and one of those two bumps to 20. Good lord. What is the rend? Uh, I don't think there's actually Rend, but she does mortals on sixes. Oh, my gosh. It could be Rend 3 with the new GHB. And there's that. Um, so I also have the Lady of Vines in there, too. So I've definitely got my magic covered. The Lady gets two spells, Drika gets one. So I've got three casters in there. And with the new handbook, I was looking at possibly switching it around, but then I realized the casters that I have in there and... It's possible to throw it on Trika, but I'm also thinking more on Durthu's sword. Like, it's base Ren 2, but if I crank that to Ren 3 or 4, that's 6 damage a piece that's going in. So your list is very scary. It has the potential to be scary. Unless you pull a ray and roll 1s, or... 
<laughs> or do something else. Absolutely. Um, the other thing, too, and Conan showed me this in the last game, is if you take care of my trees and not my models, I have a way harder time moving around the field. So he used his big spiders, and I thought, whatever, he's going to slam in a tree man. He avoided my tree man and kept popping them out and then popping them back in and eating my trees. And I couldn't teleport around, and he basically locked me into my back corner. And that was a new lesson that I've learned, definitely. Um to watch out for monster models. I think, though, his army's a little unique in that respect because he's got four monsters uh, that on gigantic bases, uh, the, the pie plates, that he can get around the table and pop. Yeah, like, um, absolutely. I mean, the there will be other things to watch out, like uh, Kara's Eye would be another one who can fly over and stomp things down. Um, Daryl's crab monsters, his dragons, um, they might be something to watch out for, too. Um, I'm a little less worried about things like Mike's Magma Droth, just because it's only one monster in the field for sure. But uh, we'll have to see what other people are bringing. Because, I mean, we've got the new books that just came out with Slaanesh and what was the other one? Slaves to Darkness, Soul Blight. And they definitely made the monsters a little more appealing in that one or the larger models for sure. Are the boats monsters? I'm pretty sure they are because they're zombie dragons. Oh, no, no, like regular, like, sorry, the KO boats. Oh, no, I think they're um, behemoths, but not actual monsters. Okay. I was wondering about that the other day. I'm like, oh, God, are those boats monsters? The, the other one that would be nasty would be, um, like, the Bloodthirster list. Yeah. Like, like David's Bloodthirsters, four or five Bloodthirsters running around. That would. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shooting lists, too. That's something that, um, like, Robin, uh, Mike's wife there, she plays Stormcast, but she plays it a little more ranged, and I have a hard time every time I play against that list. She does massive amounts of damage to my trees before they get there. And she's also thinking of six night judicators. <laughs> I think that's what Mike's printing off to her. <clears throat> Rough. Really? Six? Well, between three and six, I think. <laughs> good Lord. Plus, she really... Uh, She's she, really good with her shooting. She, does she... Does Robin play with reinforced uh, long... No, not with reinforced long strikes. Oh, because she likes to do the command ability with those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that first turn hero ability, too, especially yeah. on the first turn when you're like, I'll just bunch all my stuff up around the tree so I can teleport it around. I shoot and everything in nine inches gets hit. Okay. Mortals. 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 That's... That's fair. That's fair. You know, at, at the risk of calling out somebody's dice. Uh, <laughs> Whose dice are you talking about? You were there. That was the game that you and I played. And Ray was running stuff through his tree of sixes. Oh, right, right. That was, a, yes, that, that was, was when Ray was, yeah, Ray and Justin were rolling really well. That was really good, yeah. I mean, there was, there was a little bit of shenanigans there. We both, I don't think, should have been casting through the same tree because they probably should have been in a different army. Um, we played the doubles rules a little loosely in that game for sure, but uh, casting spells through trees is brutal, especially when you take... Uh, the Branch Wraith, and your Mortals is based off your casting role, and then same with the Spell Singer. Uh, you get Mortals based off your casting role, and there's just that little bracket with an S that makes the spells different. Um, I remember I had the Demon Prince in, and it was down to two wounds, and it had piled into the Gossameds, and I was like, just hit the Gossameds. And, like, and I don't know why, and this is why she's a better player than me, but I'm like, two wounds, that demon prince was clearly going to die. 
I should have pulled the pin and fight tw- fought twice mm-hmm. and and murdered a couple of those gossamits because those little winged buggers haunted me the rest of the game. Those and that one turn you rolled just a mitt full of sixes and did horrific oh. damage. I think that they one get turn of shooting. they get ten shots and I think I rolled six to seven sixes in that one turn. It was just it was rough. Yeah, sometimes the rolling is just yep. The dice just go the right way. <laughs> I mean, if you look at Damon's match the other night, he was easily like 16 out of 25 plus ward saves, and he was getting them consistently. He's been doing that for a while now, and I'm kind of wondering when it's going to stop. <laughs> no, I freely admit, this last week I had some bananas rolling. I, but I think the trick is to play the right dice with the right god. I think the fact that I've been rolling... Um, uh, Nurgle dice while playing Selenish has been the problem. Uh, Selenish is not approved, but when I switched over to the Selenish dice and th- they got warmed up, they did way better. Yeah, really warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> really, really warmed up. Oh my goodness. And I think that's that's one of the things that makes the game so fun too is when you get janky rolls like that that just crank it. And that's why sometimes I'll make those poor tactical choices where I'm like, if I roll good enough, this is going to be amazing. The chances of me rolling good enough are like 5%, but I'm going to take that risk anyways. Or when you see someone casting with three dice, I think you've done that before, dude, where you roll three ones. And I think David did that once as well. Like it's happened a few times to people rolling with three dice. And it's like, okay, here I go. This is definitely going to be a spell I'm going to cast. Oh, I rolled three ones. Yeah, with the uh, Slaves to Darkness, um, uh, I think it's heroic ability where you can choose to roll with three dice for, I forget what the ability is called, but... Yeah, and then crank three ones for the D6 mortals instead of D3. Yeah, that's a big bag of fun. When that, that happened in our last tournament game in the doubles there, when you grabbed the objective and you ran, all I had to do was get a five to cast a tree spell 18 inches away, and then I could have teleported off of that tree nine more inches, and I would have been able to get to you. But for three turns in a row, the first turn, I cranked double once and did mortals to myself. The second turn, I think I got a three, and the third turn, I got another three or four. Like, oh, my goodness. You should be able to get a five spell cast in three turns, you'd think, <laughs> yes, you but should. nope. <clears throat> All I remember from that game uh, is is running with my last, I think it was a knight that had it. It was, yeah. A, yeah. a lone knight running was, and hiding in the corner for two turns and ho- hoping beyond hope that I was going <laughs> to, either was, the OBR or yourself wasn't going to hunt me down and murder me. It was so good to watch. It, it was so fun to watch that happen it's like this is one of those frustrating things ever where it's one model and he's gonna win because of a tactical thing like we have tabled him and his opponent there is one model left on this table but he wins because he holds the objective and there's also a part of me that was just so proud like damon just beat me and he did it freaking wasted at this point (laughs) i was so smashed by that point maybe you play better when you're smashed you're nicer. I, I I loosen up a little, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So Ray. Yeah. Uh what do you want to see from uh Age of Sigmar? Say in the next year, moving forwards, especially now that most of the battle tomes are out of the way. 
Uh, so I mean, I'm I'm definitely on with Des there, where I'm a little bit of the Malarian fanboy. I would love to see actual true Shadow Elves come out and a little bit of Night Horror there. Um, I mean, it's about as wishful thinking as Conan wanting his Chaos Dwarfs to come back. Those are those are gonna be gathering dust on the shelf for a long time. Um, I think in Age of Sigmar right now. At first, I was a little disappointed with the new city's direction that they took just from the first couple of like rumor releases and like, here's the new weapons going on, guys, or here's what they're going to kind of look like. I was like, eh, I don't I don't want like religious kind of followers. But then they came out with those night packs and the commander packs and they just look fantastic. Um, and I think that's the direction I'll be going when it comes out this fall is I'm going to put my trees back um, and do them more as an art project, which... Hopefully it will motivate me to actually get them painted more than not. Um, and for there, I want to build up um, the cities list again with more like a cavalry kind of um, like olden timey day knight peasant archer kind of deal. I uh, when I saw that just the first foot dude, I got really excited because I I would like it if the um, Sigmarines uh, Stormcast kind of became more mysterious and less like I, I don't think they needed to follow the recipe of 40k like you don't need the big armored dudes no yeah like they they don't need to be the main merchandise of like hey look we got these space marines it's more like hey look there's these elite elitists that sigmar comes and choose like it's it's valhalla to me is what it is is you have yeah. fought so well in life that sigmar comes down and goes you i pick you to be my champion for the rest of the time well how does that all happen how do you even get to that point leave that all a mystery and, and focus on cities. I would have loved to have seen cit cities of, well, Sigmar be the um, the flagship line, like mm. the the humble human, the dude in a bit of armor struggling against the overwhelming hordes of chaos, because that's kind of what the narrative is. Absolutely, yeah. It's about the, the Joe human. Um, but that said, I, I, I really want to get him for Roma. <laughs> Uh, and I know what you mean about like the knights. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you were big into Bretonia back in Old World too. So uh, I mean, that's that's it's probably the same as me. Is it kind of pokes that little Bretonia part in you, where it's like I it looks very similar to that, but new and better. Yeah, and um, like from the Old World, um, like that Knights Panther, the Knights, oh, uh, that. The, the Grail Knights or the Questing Knights? No, the Empire Knights. Oh, yes. The Empire yeah, yeah. The Knights of the White Wolf. Yeah, yeah. And, and sort of between those two vibes, I'm kind of getting from them. And um, there was, I think, in a White Dwarf or around Twitter or something, a guy had painted a Cities of Sigmar army and done it really gritty and dirty, kind of like the, like a dirty Bretonia, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, like a Black Plague kind of era. Yeah, and it just looks so good. And... That, I'm thinking, is an art project for you, AmeriQuoting. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days when you could just pick the units for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into dragons. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever, they're for me. That's just... Okay. I just, mean, if, if they keep the rule in where you can still take the other armies in, then you can, it's a lot easier to sort of say, yeah, I'm playing cities, but really I'm still playing Stormcast right. with just a little bit of flavor in it. Yeah. Um, I really hope they, they can tone that down a bit, I guess, um, but I hope they don't take that away. It was something very unique about cities that played into both the narrative and the gameplay that was 
unique in itself, but I guess we'll have to see what they do with cities. And uh, I had heard a rumor that they might be doing more with a Kurnothi. I would love that if if they did a Kurnoth unit, like they have the one Warcry band where they have the hunters and stuff like that. Uh, that would be amazing for me. I would definitely play like Beast Tree Men any day. That when I'd heard that rumor, because that one unit that came out, I loved. Uh, and I was kind of really hoping they were going to do more because um, that's kind of the other half of the like the Wood Elf vibe mm-hmm. that I, I feel is kind of missing for me, the, the, the mortal bit. I could get all the, the trees and the demon stuff great, but that that mortal fawn, centauri, um, sylvan vibe, mm-hmm. I would love to... But order is so overrepresented right now i i feel like they'd struggle to add another order army to the pantheon yeah yeah for sure and i mean there's definitely ones like uh order death like i don't know how much you could really play around in there but they have so few they have the bone reapers the grave lords uh the night haunt and i think the flesh eater corpse and that's it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um death and death and destruction are kind of the Mm -hmm. the thinnest whereas Chaos is okay. Chaos is pretty full with a four plus beast plus Skaven. But yeah. the order is overflowing. They could almost do it with a fifth and split some off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely could. There's, there's a lot of options there. Um, I just want to get back to the name of your team. Oh, yes. Low hanging yes. fruit. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard you have a logo. I do. Yeah. So, um, like at that point, when I went to go register for August, there was this little thing that popped up. It's like team name. So I kind of asked in the chat, I'm like, what is this? Is it like necessary? Like, no, it's just some representative people from like out of town or even some groups in town have little teams that they cluster for. And it's just extra representation. I was like, okay, well, I'll just plug my business name in there for my 3D printing. Fine. And the chat immediately blew up. It was like, nope, you're low hanging fruit. That's it. That's all you're allowed to be. I was like, you know what? Fine. If that's what the people want, give the people what they want. So I went in, I texted Josh. I'm like, change it over. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, it's fine. This is going to be funny. And immediately I just went online. I was like, how do I make this a thing? How do I fully go through this? And like team shirts. Okay. Okay. Well, one person wearing it's going to be dumb. So I just immediately post back in group. I was like, fine. I'm team low hanging fruit. Who's in with me? And I had four or five people sort of jump in right away. I was like, good enough. So then I started looking into doing shirts which we're gonna have either shirts or hoodies when we come to uh northern wastes everybody will be representing oh, there my goodness, I'm so uh, excited. the other thing that all our opponents can watch out for is i'm gonna make sure all of my teammates are stacked with a pile of low-hanging fruit tokens and every opponent will be getting one of those oh wow i've, I've seen the test print right you showed the... i'm so jealous i'm so jealous dude we, we need to do the sigmar shirts we got to figure this out Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. Low-hanging fruit, and oh wow, I just can't wait to see it. Um, I mean, a a definite part of it was from my love of 3D printing and just where that comes from uh, and just designs and stuff like that and just all the resources that are out there that make it so easy at this point where like as much as I would rather go to Dez for my art any day and he did my company logo, I've got him to do a couple of personal projects for me. But I was just looking for something quick on this one. I was like, I just need like a skull and an apple, like something warhammery, but still fruity. So I literally just went to an <laughs> AI generator. It's like skull apple. And I did like four or five different tests. I was like that one. That's the one there. And I just took that and edited the photo and just added like the words and stuff on the bottom from there. And then I just thought about it, I'm like, 
I know I can convert 2D images into imprints on actual 3D prints. Can I do that with this AI generated one? And it worked immediately. And I just had to do a little bit of tweaks after that. I'm like, I have 3D printable logo stuff now. I can create little widgets. I can create all that. You are so creative. Like, oh my goodness. We've created a monster, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want a nemesis, you better have a proper nemesis. <laughs> You better step it up there, dude. Our nemesis has better bling. We need those stickers. <laughs> we need those shirts. We're getting a bling. Damn it. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I just can't wait to see all of that. Are you doing a display board? I would like to, and I know the initial display board challenge came from me and Damon sort of going back yes, and forth it on it. Um if I'm being 100% honest, I will try my darndest to have one out there, but I think it's more important to me to get my army painted so people have proper representation of my models when they hit the board, and I definitely need to make sure the prize and stuff is done first before I work on any of my stuff. Um, but I mean, just uh, I'll talk a little bit about my display. Is I've got um, a terrarium is what I want to build. Basically, I want to hide my trees inside of other plants and stuff wow. like that, where you have to get close enough to start seeing the models come out of it. Um, again, though, uh, just a terrarium itself takes a couple of months to get going. And I mean, you guys in the chat have seen my models. I have maybe two or three models painted right now. <laughs> But you've only got seven in your list. So, I mean, you're, what, 30 33% of the way? Something like that. I mean, my excuses are, they're they're bad. It's, it's seven models. I should definitely have them done at this point. And I deserve all the flack I get in chat, absolutely. But you do so much more, though. Like, you're printing things, and you're making this beautiful terrain piece of the dragon for for the prize like you're doing quite a bit that's a lot of work and painting that wow and i, I mean there is a, a part of that that you kind of have to accept when you do other stuff is you only have so much time in a day i mean i uh you separate everything out like i do most of my stuff once my kids are in bed and then i get up in the morning too i tried i tried damon's plan of getting up an hour early in the morning and do some painting and i think i got a week into it and got absolutely nothing done there's a couple of days i managed to get to my desk with a cup of coffee and i sat down in the chair and i'm like oh it's so <laughs> nice it's so peaceful just <laughs> and just that out. Is so funny <laughs> Um, and it's oh it's gosh. inspiring though to wake up every morning to see what Damon has painted, and it it definitely that motivates me to be like I got to get to my desk. I can't let him out paint me, which he is vastly outdone at this point. He is sending out messages in the group chat at five thirty in the morning because he starts at five in the morning when he's got his coffee or his latte and he's painting. Uh, you know, but to be fair, uh, I I got two decades on you. <laughs> and well, when I was your age, I wasn't painting anything. So uh, I squandered. Eat, I, I didn't start painting models really until. Um, you started buying so many? <laughs> well, I mean, I painted. No, I didn't even paint my Death Guard. I think my Raven Guard. So okay. when. What, 10th Ed? Is that what this is for 40K? That's what we're going into, yeah. yeah. So when 9th Ed came out, I painted my Raven Guard. Woohoo! Black, like, black with a white shoulder pad. Yeah, and I, <laughs> you know, prime and black, gray edge highlight, done. And I yeah. don't think I even painted two thousand points. So uh, I painted the the Nurgle for LVO because I had to, and that was the first finished army I ever painted. And it's really only been the last um, 
I don't know, 10 months that I've really sort of started firing on all cylinders and painted more than I've painted my life put together, probably. I mean, it, it you definitely hit your stride there about six months in. Like, you've painted an entire slave's army in the last six months. So it was like... Yeah, that's pretty amazing. As much as I'll rag on you for your slap chop, the technique itself is beautiful. It gets models and stuff on the table, and they look fantastic. And, I mean, I'm using slap chop to paint up my shadow elves. So, like, as much as I'll rag on you for it, it is an amazing technique that I would absolutely recommend recommend to any beginning painter it's funny though because you you don't even play slaves of darkness anymore uh, actually i pulled them out the other day because with the new jhb um there's some things that i can do that i think and that's what i like about the jhb it changes stuff up there'll be new points um i don't know like I, if they do tweak just a couple things who knows and that's that was always my goal with this Chaos Project was to have Nurgle, Zinch, uh, Slanish, and Corn. Corn. No, Corn. As well as Slaves to Darkness, and just pick and choose when my whimsy, and that's what I'm doing. Like we played Nurgle the other night. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I just, I love that you're painting so much. Yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. And I mean, all your models coming out have have this really cool, gritty look that uh, that you definitely sort of vibe to but it, it looks awesome and it's not something that you see too often in the game where you get that true grit look on the models so it's it's really cool to see in your art style it's so funny because i like shiny and new and demon likes worn and used and so i have a unit of sequiturs that i painted that are chromy looking i said okay well they just came and they were just brand new reforged and the other ones that are more daemon style are the ones who've been fighting a little longer uh, yeah, I, you know, and, and I think that that grit is literally a function of slap chop when I think there's a way to do it uh, or maybe a different brand of white paint. But as you're dry brushing that final layer of white on, it does literally give a bit of like a little bit of grit okay. that, the, that the, the contrast goes over. But like I think some of my first models were pure slap chop, but even now I'm starting to hybrid and do a little highlighting and stuff because the slap chop itself is so fast mm -hmm. that. You know, if um, like those seekers that I'm working on, um, if I just went pure slap chop, you bet they would be done in two days. Mm -hmm. um, but for an extra 20 minutes per model and just a couple little highlights here and there and just make it pop, maybe a little dry brush of color, it's it's worth the extra oh, yeah, 30 absolutely. minutes a model. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's definitely sometimes where, like, I'd love to slap chop my trees. Trees are one of the better things that slap chop would work on. The problem is, is when you do the dry brush technique and you start getting higher up in the trees to those thin branches, they start going back and forth quite a bit. And if you're not gentle enough, which I mean, I'm, I'm a ham with my hands, um, you start breaking bits off. So I, I've gone more to like stipple blending with, um, my treatment and a lot of airbrushing because it gets most of the heavy work done quick. Wow. So how are you, are you practicing for the tournament? Are you getting a lot of games in? Uh, I definitely try to get it, uh, as many games in as I can. I switch up the format like the other night there we played Path to Glory. Um, I think I've got another Path to Glory game set up this next coming week. Um, 
I've got a couple of practice games and stuff. So a lot of the people in my team for low hanging fruit are new players. Uh, they've got maybe two games under their belt, maybe. Uh, so a lot of the time that I'm dedicating forward until August is to help them out with learning the game and stuff. I'm pretty that's sure awesome. all of them are signed up to go to Northern Wastes. Oh, I'm so excited. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> Good job recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> that really is freaking cool. Like I, that you've got, you've got a whole team uh, under the low hanging fruit banner. I, if we weren't already dudes, I'd uh, I'd be a low hanging fruit. <laughs> you are, you, dude. <clears throat> yes, you are. It's okay. You can be an honorary member. You'll have all the you swag by the time you're done. You can be an honorary member. <laughs> we'll, we'll have That's to funny. talk to the organizers and Reggett so we can swap shirts on the first gamers. <laughs> Or do what Justin did, just have um, oh, low-hanging fruit. Oh, that's what we fruit. can do. We can have the swapped shirt. So yes. on one side, it'll have low-hanging fruit, and they'll switch it over, and it'll be Dudes of Sigmar. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. I you start losing it. the game, you switch over to low-hanging fruit. <laughs> you only represent dudes if you're winning. I love that. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was definitely... Not what I was expecting when it happened. Like, I was kind of just joking around and, like, I kind of like panic texted Connor. I was like, Do I actually follow through? He's like, Why not? I was like, I, because it's not what he's like, dude, like, I did it for a few years. A couple other people have done it. Like, just go ahead with it. It's fine. I was like, All right. Um, and even my wife was kind of more supportive about it too. She's like, Why not? Like, it's something that you've always wanted in a community thing is to run something without having to run everything kind of thing so i was like you know what fine if it falls apart in six to eight months like whatever it's still a fun thing and i get little tokens and stuff afterwards that i can hang on to and uh i think it it helps build into the community too where you just get all those extra events happening um like i know justin has uh the golden tree prize and i think he's got a little group there that he plays along with as well as being in low-hanging fruit um and his little group there is also doing a prize thing for uh best individual painted model in northern wastes wow that's amazing so here i'm picturing you guys five guys five hoodies with the hood on with some music or rap playing or some, you know, some really, what is that? Some uh, heavy metal band or something. And you guys are walking <laughs> in, low-hanging fruit. That would be so, yeah, that's what I'm totally picturing. Yeah, yeah, some entry music. Entry music, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have to, uh, we'll have to work on that for sure. And we'll you know, I'm a photographer, well, I'm not a photographer, but I'm the oh, unofficial I mean, That was amazing at Doubles Tournament. Like, I... I don't know how much I could possibly appreciate that. The photos and everything that came out of the event, like I said that day, like we've had community events for, I mean, I've been involved in them for 10-ish years, give or take. Um, and we've never had that. We've had the odd photo once or twice here, or we'll have the group photo at the end. But at the end of the day, you just posted a mountain of photos. <laughs> and it was amazing to just go through and... As much as my wife probably didn't enjoy it, I sat down with her for like an hour <laughs> and we just went through all the photos and I just talked about the day and how much fun it was. And it's it's so fun to be able to go back and look on that. So thank you so much for being that photo person. You're it's welcome because I'm picturing taking pictures of you guys <laughs> entering into the tournament. That last picture you grabbed of everybody piling in, that was that was really cool. I think that really We should call it the pile in. Uh, Done. Uh, Love it. 
Coherency. <laughs> Every event itinerary at the bottom is just going to have like end of day pile in. People are going, what the hell's the pile in? Oh, you're involved in the pile in. I don't want to be involved in the pile in. You're part of the pile in. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I love the ideas and stuff we come up with when we chat. <laughs> Uh, I just got the 10% warning on the phone, or the thing. So uh, shall we wrap this up? Yes, we will. But I have one more question for Ray. I heard that you might be putting in a challenge video for the belt match. So I do have a challenge video coming up. Uh, I've just got to work around with the video player. And I might actually talk to Damon about that afterwards. Because that's I've got all the slides and I've got the voice stuff all done. I just got to put it together and send it to Mike. Uh how exciting. Definitely. Uh, a little bit of a tidbit for you, Mike. I got big trees. I got little trees. I got tragic trees. I got magic trees. And I'm coming for your knees. Wow! <laughs> I bet Michael right now, as soon as he hears his podcast, he's going to open that book of grudges. And it's going to say, Ray, quotations, low-hanging fruit. Oh, if I'm not in multiple pages on that book, I am not having a good week. <laughs> You, Ray would have been so disappointed if you hadn't asked that question because he clearly had that all teed up. That that worked just phenomenal. <laughs> that was amazing, Ray. All right. Well, more exciting things to come. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoyed it. Uh, Dues of Sigmar, in and out. And so it was that the dudes would continue their journey through the mortal realms forging ahead with a passion for the next great story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.